Trying to get a gazette of theremin you got there. Yeah, I just realized how how prominent that was in the shot. It was like <laughs> you drop some drop some theremin on us. Yeah. For mood. It was very, it was very like uh, MST3K. Yeah. This one actually sucks really bad, and it's like homemade and shitty. But it's loud. It'll break your. It's a good combo. Your speakers. Shitty and loud. <laughs> well, you guys are loud, so it it fits. We Have we used that thing yet? No, we haven't. I. We fucked with it back in our old practice space many moons ago, and I think you guys were into it. And then I don't know what happened. I need to I need to bring it back over to that space because it's definitely not getting used here. It's time for the uh, old iron to <laughs> level up. To, yeah. yeah, it's a power let's, up. Let's take it into space. Yeah. I don't know what that was. Oh, uh, let, uh, let me close the door. That's that's our uh, dishwasher door. Damn, Whoa! That's... So basically, the, the the dogs don't like to have any doors closed. So as soon as I close the door, they have to open it up and you know see come make sure I'm doing all right because the pack's not all together right now. <laughs> I I thought like an alien landed. They're yeah, if alien and superior beings, I think. I think pretty <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty just wise. like warped in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're yeah. I think they're definitely from another dimension. For sure, <laughs> the, pug, the pug dimension. The pug dimension. It's a pretty. It's a pretty cool place. I'd like to visit there. entry in the diary of doom i'm your cypher dylan and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on their account of tales of its followers every week we will have a different guest to spin their yarn you can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com follow us on instagram like us on facebook follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com and subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple and Spotify. And if you have a question or anything, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. Uh, we're continuing with the satanic royalty. I keep wanting to say satanic panic uh, because I listen to a podcast where they talk about that stuff constantly. But uh, we're not. It's yeah, <laughs> exactly. But we are continuing with the uh, Satanic Royalty uh, Showcase. Uh, joining us for this chapter is Old Iron, which features uh, returning guest Jesse, who was on the previous episode with Sandrider. We're also joined by Jared and Trent. So thank you all for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, appreciate it. So good, to, good to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Old Iron, just like Sandrider, based out of uh, Seattle. Although um, I want to say maybe a little bit younger than Sandrider. I don't know. You can provide me the, the details more specifically on that. 2011 yeah. is when we started. 11, I think uh, 
Sandrider was already going on. Yeah, I think because I had actually, Jared and I had talked about playing together, but I already had three other things going on. And so I just kind of, I didn't have any time to do it. And, mm-hmm. and I think, uh, and Sandrider was one of them. So yeah, Sandrider has been going a little longer, but there's definitely some, you know, there's there overlap and still is. Right. I mean, it's not a music scene if you're not in like two or three projects, right? I guess. It just it happened really organically. I don't know. I guess I, I like to make a lot of work for myself, apparently. <laughs> so uh, Old Iron has a sound that is not like Sandrider. It is much heavier and more abrasive, iconic of the Pacific Northwest uh, sound. And it was, and it's, it's awesome. It's, they're a very uh, loud band, a very big band, but before you guys got together and got started, what were your musical backgrounds? Jesse's already kind of elaborated on that already. So if he wants, if you want to pass, you can go listen to the Sandwriter episode and get the, get the, the the skinny on that if you want. I mean, I I can talk about it Mm -hmm. just for continuity's sake. I mean, sure. I just, I, I, uh, heard friends I, mean, I i was in band as a kid and then uh in high school i heard i went and saw some friends playing a band and i just immediately thought like i'd always felt really drawn to playing guitar but i uh, i couldn't afford it as a kid and my parents wouldn't buy me an electric guitar so i just it was kind of something i just sort of dreamed about and then uh yeah i saw my friend's band playing i just thought man it looks so like so much fun i want to do that and i just saved up some money and a buddy of mine offered to sell me a guitar of his for fairly cheap and so i just ended up kind of from there started a band and it's just you know 30 years later still doing it oh yeah <laughs> you want to go next jared oh shit uh you're yeah, on buddy <laughs> yeah how did i get started my mom had this uh friend who worked at a strip club and she had a thing for me <laughs> uh, when I was about 16 years old. And, and her and her, one of her uh, guys uh, bought me a, my first bass guitar uh, when I was 16. That's how I got my first guitar. It's kind of a crazy story. But, uh, yeah, I just started farting around with bass. And uh, I always was kind of drawn to uh, uh, rhythm-oriented bands like Jesus Lizard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm kind of try to emulate that that sort of thing um and i didn't really start playing in bands till much much later um probably in my 20s now i'm 44 <laughs> i'm still and i'm still doing it it's been fun i can't quit yeah, yeah so i've just been at it for a while i guess doing the, yeah <laughs> taper off there <laughs> My, my parents got me, I expressed an interest in playing the drums pretty young, and my parents got me a pretty cheap drum kit, like, when I was 11 for Christmas. Uh, it was, like, a Percussion Plus drum set that had, like, all the cymbals and, like, three toms, and I played that for, like, five years, and, like, eventually the whole thing was just, like, replaced with duct tape. Because I like, broke the cymbals and broke the heads, but didn't know anything about drums and didn't know you could buy new heads and <laughs> picking them up. But um, you know, I just like started playing along to music I liked at the time, and my dad showed me a lot of stuff like 
he showed me like Inagata de Vida by Iron Butterfly like pretty early on. And I like learned that like solo. I was probably playing it poorly, but like I I was playing it poorly, but like that was my introduction to like drums, I guess, was that song and and like listened to a lot of like Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix and stuff and then I don't think I started playing in bands until like 2005 or so, but like got a better drum set along the way before that. And basically just played by myself for like 12 years or something playing along the bands I dug. And then in 2004, I started, I was in high school still and I joined a band through the stranger which is like a newspaper in Seattle. Like they had a classifieds section that was like where musicians seeking other musicians or like band seeking members or whatever. And I put an ad in there and I also answered other ads and like tried out for a bunch of different bands that I didn't like. And then eventually found some guys I liked playing with. Started playing with them when I was still in high school and then would like drive up there didn't really drink at the time and got introduced to like a lot of stuff and then (laughs) i would i was going to school in gig harbor and driving to seattle to band practice and i would like show up to school the next day and it was like i immediately was like this is fucking dope like no one else in my school is playing in a band and i'm playing with all these older guys and it it felt awesome and then and then i that made me move to seattle just to play in more bands into that, like right out of high school. Look at you now. You're still playing with two old guys. Still, <laughs> still just poor as fuck. And we're, we're uh, rich and we're rich inside here. Yeah. Rich in soul, rich in heart, rich in, rich yeah. in riffs. And then event, yeah, the, the bands just kept adding up. And then I would, I joined old iron, like a couple years after they started, they started with a different drummer and then, they were booked to play Capitol Hill Block Party, and then the drummer like bailed. I, I can't remember that. You guys chime in if I'm saying this wrong, but like he right. he bailed like two weeks before the show was supposed to happen. It was like a big show. Like we were at a smaller stage, but like was that the year Flaming Lips played and shit? Like it was. It was That's a, a big, big festival. It was a big thing, and and they were like Jared. We didn't want to cancel Jared, it. Jared yeah. told me. We were actually supposed to play a show with uh, your other band, Grenades, and uh, yeah. and we had to. I had called Trent to cancel because our drummer had to bow out, and uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, Trent's like, "Bam! If you guys need a drummer, I'll do it." I feel. I feel like you. You called me like, "Do you know anyone who might be interested in playing drums?" And I was like, "I, I would." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. wink, wink. <laughs> don't don't think to ask the drummer if he wants to drum. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he was already in like fifty-seven ba- bands. You weren't right. trying to like poach, poach anybody or anything. The, I was in like a another like sludgier band that was much slower at the time, and I basically quit that band to join Old Iron and feel bad about it to this day, but. I was just more into what Old Iron was doing than the other band I was in, doing that sort of music. This is when the truth comes out. Sorry, Giza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was cool that you mentioned the um, 
the Jesus Lizard because I was they were a band that I checked out during the pandemic because I never really like gave them a chance. And then you know you check oh, out wow. the other stuff. Oh, they're so fucking stupid good. What a it's what like a cool unique band. Sections of all time. Oh, yeah, I love that shit. The drummer is on point. The bass player is a guy that Every, I've tried to rip off. Everything's like, good. Yeah, I just yeah I definitely tried to emulate that guy for sure at the at the beginning, and I still kind of borrow you know here and there right he's um, inspirational to me did it take you a, a period of time to find that or were you just kind of in the right place at the right time found think, it you know yeah i got lucky i think uh, i had an old <coughs> who was around and he showed me a lot of cool old punk music back when i was just a really little guy so i i kind of grew up and had cool music being shoved my way and that was one of them um i got to see him on their first around back in the day a couple okay. times and yeah and the the live show that they put on when i was you know probably like 16 years old the band was like ultra tight so that was impressive but then they just had this wild ass madman jumping into the crowd and being hilarious on stage and i was like this is the fucking best band i've ever seen this is great i think the last time i saw pictures of them he had like pink hair and he like jumped in the crowd and then like a later picture he just had like a giant like split forehead and just like you're not like young <laughs> yeah yeah he's, he's still at it too. The art. yeah he's all in so would you say that like a jesus lizard album like converted you or like do all three of you like do you have a specific record that you feel kind of like pushed you over the edge oh man i think i think probably goat goat's probably my Mm-hmm. My favorite one, um, Goat and Liar, are the my yeah, two Goat favorite Jesus Lizard records. What What yeah. was the question though? Were you asking if there was like a? Yeah, do you have like a, a record that you could kind of credit to, kind of showing you the rest? Like that there was a little bit more to it than just the typical sort Li- of metal stuff. I heard Liar first. That was probably my introduction. Mm-hmm. Kind of work. Listen to the other stuff from there, but yeah, those, those records rule. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't think I started getting into uh I started with punk music and and then kind of later found heavier stuff that I got into. So I didn't get into metal until my mid to late twenties, I guess. And then as soon as I found some heavy stuff, I was like, okay, I wanna find more of that. I, I don't know, that's not true. There's a, like some pretty heavy bands that I listened to in high school, like Budge Tunnel and Buzz Oven and shit like that. So yeah. I guess I guess a little bit of that was already there. I got into math rock way before I got into metal and heavy stuff. Before you slowed it down. Someone gave me a like um a burn CD and told me it was Hella, but it was actually Don Caballero and I didn't like find out till later and <laughs> I think it was like what burns never returns or whatever and I like loved it and then and then fell in love with both those bands and like worshiped Hella and Don Caballero all throughout. Still to this day I do. But like someone showed me like Unearth was like a heavy uh, metal band that I heard and then like of course I heard all like the classic metal bands. But like yeah I didn't start listening to like Jesus Lizard and shit until I started like hanging out with these guys. Well you're welcome. <laughs> still pulled still pull bathtub. Um, we kind of touched on this uh, when we were talking uh, with Sandrider, but um, but we talked a little bit more about you know obviously Seattle being grunge town. Was Seattle a punk town 
before it turned into that or was it it's always it's always it's, had a it's just it's just people. always been a music yeah. town yeah it's always had all kinds of stuff going on i mean there's um yeah Jim, definitely. Jimi hendrix was from yeah, Jimi hendrix is like, from seattle what's that Jimi hendrix is from seattle yeah. well, Jimmy. but i mean there was like power violence bands there's crust bands there are like i mean there's like all genres of heavy stuff have, have, you know are present or have been at one time or another here so it's it's kind of been a a continuous thing it's never really stopped and tad's always been there tad tad yeah that guy's been popping up all over the place lately that's awesome he's a nice guy yeah tad's awesome pretty cool uh, yeah him that's him right have you heard the brothers of the sonic cloth i've heard of them i have not actually listened to them you will love it it's fucking heavy (laughs) I'll check it out for sure. I'm always, I'm always, uh, I'm always looking for new, uh, new stuff to listen to. It's an endless stream of, of good bands and musicians out there. For sure. Right around the time that, uh, that Steve Albini was recording, like, I think like goat and stuff. I think he did, was it God's balls or what's the other one? They, they kind of sub pop put them together. It's like God's balls and, Oh yeah, they were like early EPs, but um, so you'd probably you'd probably sort of if you're into the Jesus Lizard stuff, then mm-hmm. you'd probably dig that aspect of the early records. All right, cool. I will check that out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, Scratch Acid's good too. Oh yeah, yeah. That was my Absolutely. actually my inner. That's how I found the Jesus Lizard. Was like, mm. a friend of mine in, in high school had shown me uh, Scratch Acid, and so I was already like kind of following them. Um, yeah. David W. Sims, in particular, he's like one of my favorite bass players as well. If you couldn't tell, no, you can definitely tell. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear, you can definitely hear the uh, the associations there, um, yeah. for sure. Um, and like you know, kind of speaking of you know your music, like Old Iron is like it's that raw Pacific Northwest take on you know Doom Sludge or whatever you want to call it. It, and I, like you said, definitely that that sound that you you can hear permeating uh, Jesus Lizard and Scratch Acid. Um, you get the hardcore influence that's kind of impossible to remove out of the genre. You know, um, I kind of was like described it, it was almost like if High on Fire did like post rock because it's got like it's got like a huge sound to it, but it's also very like ethereal and um i don't want to say it's not fantastical you know it's not like i don't know if abstract is the right word but somewhere along those lines we try to we try to keep it we try to keep it weird yeah yeah i mean i definitely like like lyrically and stuff i definitely am not it's never been super if there is any sort of like commentary it's layered in sort of allegory right yeah Yeah, it's a little more poetic yeah so it's sort of like it can be it can be taken at surface value or it can also you can read into it if you wanted to you know and maybe find a cogent line of thought there but it's not necessarily necessary to enjoy it hopefully i guess that's the intent like when i was listening to it earlier um today i i i felt like the um, the first album sort of like sonically had a sort of a, a running theme sound to it but i felt like 
with your with your second release um it got more expansive there was some more of that punk sound to it um and it had a bit more bite to it a bit more bite and punch so i think you got like tighter as a band i think you can tell oh, that over the different course drummers, of the drums. different drummers too yeah drummers. yeah like I recorded the first record in my basement, and then the second record was done by Matt. So I mean, Matt Bayless with Matt, well, also, Matt Bayless. So it's like a, a bunch of the songs on the first record were stuff that kind of I had that uh, an old band of mine that uh, they didn't really want to play that stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll save it for another thing. And so the new stuff was like we kind of wrote that all as a band, mm-hmm. I think, and that's definitely sounds better than the first one. Yeah, yeah, I think you can. I think you can hear that for sure. It's definitely Trent. Trent had a you know a huge influence on the way it feels. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I I think I was reading a review for pointed out that it's just like a really strong rhythm section, and you know I, I was actually just talking about it over the weekend with my girlfriend because we started talking about like time signatures and and shit like that. Um, stuff that I don't know anything about. Um, <laughs> um, but listen, obviously listen to a lot of bands where that plays like a, you know, a huge role. And, you know, of course we're kind of dunking on like bands like dream theater and whatnot, where it's like, Oh, we're going to do, you know, 1632, whatever. But like in doom and kind of the doom adjacent genres, you know, the rhythm section really is so key and important. And the guitar is either complimenting or sort of just, being like that that sprinkling on the top to really make it like sound good there's a lot more space in there yeah the notes so it's like what how you how you space that stuff makes a lot more difference i feel like no place to hide either if you i think it's really (laughs) rad with with this band is like jesse and jared are both like bass players and like have they're thinking rhythm like all all the time and like a lot of guitar players i play with aren't always thinking like rhythms and they don't really know how the rhythm is supposed to go or sometimes they rely on like the drummer to like this is how the rhythm this is how it's supposed to be or whatever but like these guys are like we definitely try to stay try to stay conscious of it for sure and switch it up to obviously this is the bass player of sand rider and they both play guitar and bass and and jesse plays drums too and and we've been fucking with polyrhythms now with the new stuff. And oh yeah, that's fun. Just trying to keep it interesting for ourselves. It probably helps that, like you were saying, Trey, like the fact that you all know how to play different instruments. You're kind, of, you can kind of like peek into each other's minds a little bit. Like, okay, I know what you're doing here. Yeah, and it, it's like it's easy for me, like as the drummer, to like th- this is the beat that it's supposed to be because they are they already wrote it with the rhythm in mind and like exact exactly what the the beat's supposed to be i don't know what i'm i forget what i was trying to say <laughs> we'll make it work <laughs> jesse what is that like switching off for you though is it tough no it's totally just different i, I don't know i just kind of get different things out of i mean i'm mm-hmm. i'm a guitar player first and foremost you know and i just ended up playing bass because uh one of my older bands ruby doe um our bass player, well, the band prior left, and our bass player from the uh, the amalgamation of it prior left, and so we couldn't find anybody to play bass, and so I just sort of offered to do it, mm-hmm. um, kind of in interim. Um, but it, 
I just ended up kind of enjoying it, you know. It it's, it does something that guitar doesn't. It's a little more, it's more more physical, I guess. So I just, uh, for me, the main thing is just to like, you kind of it conditions your hands differently. So I have to make sure that I work play them both, you know. Otherwise, you I can get rusty with them. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's as long as I keep up on it, it's not it's not too bad. Right on. I, and I feel like in, in Sandwriter, I like tend to, John does more of the singing and more of the lyric writing. I mean, I usually contribute a couple of songs to each record or a song to each record, you know, where I'm, I'm writing the lyrics and singing the main vocal. So it's, it's just sort of like, I don't know, it's just my focus is kind of different in this band because I'm got to fill up that space we were talking about with something. So <laughs> Right. Now that you've gotten kind of hooked up with Freiburger and uh, Satanic Royalty, and I'm assuming that, you know, that relationship just kind of came out of, you know, being part of the Seattle scene. And he's, you know. a, friend of our, he's a friend oh, yeah. of ours, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah We've known him for played, a while. Played shows together, you know, in bands yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, just definitely had worshipped volume together at different times. So, yeah. It just kind of made sense to to go with them when he so it's when he offered you to to be on the roster yeah yeah it makes total yeah. sense because yeah it was like all of our homies all in the same label yeah mm -hmm. and yeah, there was a bit of a vacuum as well just because good to die wasn't really putting on any new releases and you know both Sandwriter and old iron were on good to die so mm -hmm. um, it doesn't really seem like there's that many labels that are down to take risks on smaller bands operating like in Seattle anymore. Like maybe, maybe we're out of the loop, but it seems like there's not really many smaller labels like that in Seattle it's, right now. I think it's hard to, it's hard to do it. It's, it's a lot of work and a lot of risk. Yeah, La labor of love for sure. Yeah. You got to like dump, dump a lot of money into. And pick good bands, you know, that people yeah. that, that are going to sell records. Otherwise you end up with a garage full of records. Yeah. <laughs> And then if the band that you put out breaks up right after, yeah, all that put the record yeah. out, <laughs> then you're stuck with like, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be stuck with a garage full of vinyl anyway at some point. So maybe I should start a record label. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do it. Well, hopefully it's all different vinyl. It's not a garage full of the same record. That's like, <laughs> right. Not as cool. it's like... I fucking love old iron so much. <laughs> that one record. It's so great. I've got eight, eight boxes. Of They're it. all signed. The boxes too. <laughs> Do you have anything are you, that you're working on now for the, uh, for the label that you're going to be looking to put out by the end of the year or in the coming months? We haven't really announced anything. I think Freiburger is kind of waiting to uh, kick everybody in the pants all at once. Are we allowed to talk about stuff? I don't even know. We've posted like some. We've we've posted some shit on our Instagram page yeah, that we've I mean, we've recorded some stuff. And... We're on the roster. Right? We haven't we haven't talked about any like recording plans or anything like that. But... We have a cool cover compilation that we're gonna be on. I don't know yeah, if we're doing if his hero is gone. Um, cover kind of compilation uh it's like a charity charity record for some uh benefits organizations it's really cool we got we got a split coming with this really rad french brand called verdun or is it verdun is verdun yeah verdun 
and we have we've been working on a bunch of um, new songs like remotely over the pandemic, and we just like played them for the first time together um, like a couple weeks ago. It's been really awesome. We're I feel like we're we have the skeletons for like a full length, and we just need to like work on them a bunch and sweeten them up. Sweeten them up. Yeah, but yeah, we're sweeten them up. We're close, so yeah, we've been we've been busy, even though we haven't been playing shows and stuff. We're still pushing forward, so cool, awesome. Yeah, not, not sure when it's gonna happen, but it's definitely gonna happen. So. All right, if your cult leader throws down the hammer and says you can't talk about that, I'll, I'll take it out. <laughs> okay. Word. Have you guys been listening to anything uh, lately of note? Always like to pick my pick my guest brains on that. Man, I love uh, that. There's a band from Arkansas called Wake with an R. R G A K. I just found out how to say their name the right way. Yeah. I, I fucking love that band. They are really good. That I gotta great. pee really quick. Oh, no worries. <laughs> I've never I've never heard them. I've never heard of that band. <laughs> is it is it the one with Johnny Depp and Gibby Haynes? Yeah. <laughs> really is that a real band? Is that a real band? Yeah. P just the letter P. They made one album. I have never heard it. With the, the dude uh, from the Butthole Surfers? Yeah. Oh, man. I saw him at a Google Bordello concert really shit-faced one time. <laughs> I could see that. I could see it. That's the guitar player from... Theme. What's that? I said, I think it's a reoccurring theme. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. The guitar player of uh, Butthole Surfers just put out a new record. It's called Born Stupid. And that's that's an interesting album. They're an interesting band. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Yeah, they're they're kind of a big influence on me, I think. I started listening to those guys at a young age and stuck with them over the years. And uh nice. yeah, that, that new record that they that uh Paul Leary put out is it's worth a listen. <laughs> I used to be really into dropping acid and listen to them in high school. That was Fuck that yes. Was, that was a real good time. They were a band that I've basically known about my entire life, um, but most of which just because of the name of their band. I mean, it's just like you say that name to any kid, they're going to think it's funny. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see their albums and it's like, holy Christ, this is these guys are just ridiculous. Everything about them is crazy. Yeah, with the fucking it's... fire and everything like in the live shows. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I'd lo love to see them. You know, and they make some of the weirdest but like really cool music. And like, you know, I'm sure they have their more mainstream songs, but then you hear something like their Florida song. You know, we were talking about Florida before, and like yeah. that's the one of the weirdest songs I've ever heard in my life. But it's so good. It, but it's awesome. Yeah, I was on a this really kick-ass like underground '80s comp that I used to take out from the library and it was like four C four CDs worth of songs. And that was one of the songs on there. And I was always like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this whole, this whole long ass thing every time through drugs. Those guys run lots of drugs. The Melvins do a cover of that song. Oh yeah. I'm sure it's mm -hmm. good. Yeah, absolutely. Are you guys uh, still talking about new bands you've been listening to? Well, I just keep going back to old bands. <laughs> yeah, we were just discussing the butthole sur surfers. Uh, there's a, what are some new bands? I, it's weird. I, there's there's a shitload of them. I've been um, listening to that that new Yatja record. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Oh yeah, Yatja. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. <clears throat> that drummer is 
so fucking good and i know he's in a bunch of other bands like narwhal and i forget the other like bigger band he just joined but like he's been like blowing my mind and i've been listening to the shit he does with his floor tom and kick a lot and it's it's been like throwing me for a loop oh is he he's in thou now yeah thou yeah oh well that explains a lot but he he's the kind of drummer that makes me when i hear him i'm just like fuck i need to practice <laughs> have you ever gotten into cherubs I keep, everyone keeps telling me i need to listen to cherubs and i keep being i, I keep being like I need to listen to this band, and then I don't. So they're pretty. Oh, yeah. They're pretty abrasive. I, I love. love I like abrasive, so I, I need to. I need to. I need to do it. Uh, they're another Austin band, though, just like mm-hmm. Scratch Acid and Butthole Surfers. I feel Anything like I've like... listened to them, but I'm gonna listen to them again. <laughs> um, there's yeah. a there's a band from Austin right now called Awesome Death. That's pretty good. We've I'm not familiar circle. with them. They're uh, it's. <laughs> it's it's wild shit uh and there's theremin involved which kind of brings us back to you know full circle to trends there you go <laughs> i like that band skeleton out of austin i think they're out of austin they're really good they're like sludgy black metal oh, shit. just I don't, think, I don't think i've heard them did you ever, yeah. hear, the, did you ever hear the roller from i think they're from austin the roller no no, they, my I haven't heard good. of them. They're, they're heavy and, and great. No, my no, my my favorite band out of uh Texas right now is uh Frozen Soul, like just kick ass but bolt thrower style death metal. Oh uh, yeah. Right on. Yeah. They're fucking awesome. And they have like a great logo, a great name, like great merch. Uh yeah, they're they're awesome. We're standing Texas this episode. Um yes. this band called uh Steel Bearing Hand. They're really good too like kind of more thrashy sort of that power trip style but ah uh, yeah but not as um i don't know they're just different i i, I know like power trip sort of brought like the whole thrash thing like really back into the forefront but um it i guess they feel a little bit less um bombastic that was always something that and in a, in a good way that's not did a dunk we, on power trip did we play with power trip we did. yeah we did yeah that's piece. awesome. Riley. Uh, Power Trip and um, I Hate God. I Hate and... God. What was the other band that it was another like, band that got bigger right after? I'll have to look at the uh, flyer. Gotta look at the old flyer. My memory is uh, forget. I'm Googling it. I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> <clears throat> um, what was the band? It was, uh, was, it, was it Iron, Iron Regan. Yeah, there it is. Yes. Iron Reagan, yeah. Oh, yeah. Iron Reagan, yeah. I don't know how I forgot that. Jesus Christ. And Wounded Giant. Yeah. Local. Good old, local good old five band bill. That's a really fucking good bill, too. And yeah, I love that. I love the I love the beauty of that. Um the run there. Cause you just have like, you know, sludge gods, thrash. I actually haven't really listened to Iron Regan, but I'm I they're like what like a hard like a hardcore sort of like crossover style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about I feel, like I feel like they were pretty they were kind of definitely in the same end of the pool as as Power Trip. Okay. It was that felt a little bit more like cohesive as a bill during that part of it and then mm-hmm. sort of diverged off again. But memory serves. <laughs> 
but still pretty rad. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, RIP to Riley, man. I was lucky I got to see them twice, including at a pool. <laughs> oh, right. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, in Vegas? Yeah, that was a fucking, that was amazing. Unforgettable. So cool. Hopefully someday we can play that that psycho thing. Yeah, okay. we'll see if it happens this year. <laughs> Just got to put out a banger of a new record and we'll get there. You know? We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm curious to see if it happens. I I don't know how to feel about all the stuff reopening just yet. <laughs> I, I think uh, I have PTSD. I'm scared. Yeah. I don't I know. I don't. Sure, personally. I think we'll work our way in there real slow. Um, I think it's a bit premature myself, um, but, you know. What are you going to do? <laughs> this country has to make money somehow, I guess. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> let's just throw yeah. all of our fucking. Over human life always. <laughs> Let's just let's put our human cattle back to work. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but um, I mean, you know, I'm not make I will not be making the trip out. Be interested to see what what the what remains of the lineup, considering like a third of it was from Europe. Yeah, and, and elsewhere. I feel like it's going to be a while before I personally feel comfortable going to a show. Like I don't know. One, one of my bands just got a show offer today for July, really? and I was like, "Oh wow, uh, I don't know about that. That's like really soon." Huh. I've been seeing a lot of September, not a whole lot of July. Like, is like super soon. I that's the like. soonest I've heard of. Like yeah, I'd heard about something yeah. in August, but yeah, yeah, I've heard August September. Riot Fest is happening supposedly, mm -hmm. and I mean it was an outdoor thing at the roller, the Rat City roller rink. Oh, okay. Thing, but it's like I don't know about that. Seems too soon. I'm down to just probably work on is new stuff. I'm down to just work on new stuff for a while. Yeah, I've, yeah. I like making records, so yeah. It's <laughs> gonna be a studio band for the next five years. <laughs> we'll come back when it's you know super safe. Beatles style. Beatles style. Beatles style. Yeah. <laughs> never come back. Just never come back live. Just old iron. We'll show up on a rooftop once. Somehow, I don't think that's gonna work out the same way for us. <laughs> you know. I'll be right back, you guys. Hang on. Okay. Well, we'll wait till he comes back. I don't have any other additional questions, so we'll just we'll do the social media plugs and whatnot. Right on, cool. Right on. Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Still, it's no problem at all. I mean, I'm having I'm having fun doing it. Yeah, it's just cool. You know, it's cool what he's doing, and and thought it would be a good opportunity. Plus, you know, it's always just it's new music for me at the end of the day. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. It's just late. <laughs> That's the only downfall. Yeah. <laughs> what city do you live in again? Uh, I live in New Jersey. Um, it's just easier okay. than saying the <laughs> saying the town, you know. <laughs> so I'm I'm not too far off from New York. So hopefully I'll be out in Brooklyn in the next couple of months. Nice. We've been talking about doing a flyout and doing like an East Coast tour for the last decade so i'm sure that'll happen <laughs> at some point in five years yeah in five years when we make our yeah 15 year debut. anniversary isn't this our is this our 10 year anniversary this year our 10 i think well i joined the band i think in 2013 
13. So we got two more years till my tenure, but your guys okay. Yeah. I think we're you're already at your tenure. Because you guys started in 2011, right? Yeah. If you could book a show and if you could book the garden, but like it would be like St. Vitus like capacity, would you do it? <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would probably cost the garden more to like turn on all of its lights. Yeah, the, you, know? On them, you know, it's on them. <laughs> that sounds like an epic rehearsal. <laughs> it would just be fun to be that loud. Even if no one was there, it would just be fun to like practice on a sound system that's that loud. Oh yeah. One time Sandrider played the show at the out of the uh White River Amphitheater. <laughs> it was like we were playing with like all these I don't know, they were like radio bands and we were the opening band and like we literally okay. were like playing for you know it's this amazing you know i saw radiohead play there so that's like the size place this is and so i'm we're, we're playing our set and there's like two people in front leaning on the railing and then a, and then a hacky sack circle in the middle <laughs> <laughs> that's actually making it what's yeah. that that's making that's it actually making it yeah we, yeah that was the day i knew i had arrived you know <laughs> Like, wow. I mean, it does, it's not going to get any better than this. So. When you're given the cold shoulder for hacky sack. It, like, it wasn't even happening. Like, it was just completely extraneous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. That sounds like some hippie band nonsense. Well, I don't know. It was weird. It was like, oh, it was a bunch of like Chevelle and offspring and like oh weird yeah it was super it was like it was a radio festival there's this this big it's like one of the clear clear channel like oh okay, okay robot okay. radio stations they asked us to do the you know i don't know who it, for, for whatever reason we were just like sure you're gonna pay us to do it well yeah sure i'll go play at the white river amphitheater that sounds amazing you know, it, was, <laughs> it was about what i thought it was gonna be it was like playing to like you know four people <laughs> I mean, it was full later, but it was just like Chevelle. Wow, that's a not a that is not a name I have thought about in a while. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I don't. Ooh, what's the what? What's the story with that band? I don't know anything about it. Don't don't even don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I, I think friends don't let friends do Chevelle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair. <laughs> It's off the know. list. They they were like, they were I guess essentially a pop punk band that when they started out they were like a threshold above sort of like the rest. You know they could kind of jump onto some of those metal bills, but like I don't know. But the later stuff I was like, oh, this isn't that good. I mean I was never a big. I just remember like they had a few songs on MTV and like I did like the Offspring though. I did think the Offspring was pretty awesome. Right on back in the day i didn't act, admittedly i oh. didn't actually see the offspring we were like it was like all day thing it was like 10 bands and i but i think it was like the third or fourth band after we played we were just like oh we gotta get out you guys actually, <laughs> i think they kicked us out they were like we need to like move other stuff in here so you guys need to get your stuff out of the way and like, <laughs> so we're like all right i guess we're leaving that's awesome <laughs> that's someday awesome. old iron will get there we'll open for like puddle of mud <laughs> oh god wow Could only, the only time. <laughs> go see that dude 
do another like drug fueled rant about losing his house. Oh no. <laughs> frightening. I haven't heard about that. I just uh, it's pretty weird. If you want to see yeah. somebody who's on like a lot of drugs and like not good drugs either, just oh. ranting about like someone stealing his house. It's it's something. Damn. Yeah. It's up there with like Fred Durst on oh. Tom Green. It's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> um yeah, I don't uh, I don't really have any other questions. Um so if you guys want to plug anything now is your time. I mean just follow us on Instagram. Um you know, we've got get, get a vaccination so we can fucking play shows. Yeah, let's let's yeah, let's do all that. Let's if you stay healthy. Take only what or, you can handle. Does stuff come up when you Google search old art? What's some, that? I think so. <laughs> some Tom, some Thomas the Tank Engine <laughs> shit comes up. Yeah, just search old iron to see what comes up. The first thing that comes up when you search old iron on Google <laughs> is old iron from the Thomas the Tank Engine wiki. The wiki yeah. specifically for Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh. <laughs> Fucking well, great. Old iron <laughs> is the fifth episode of the second series. It's a lot to compete with. It is also the name of a uh, Seattle-based doom metal. No, that's not on there. That's what about what if, you, what you if can't compete with Ringo Starr, man. That's Ringo Starr we're competing we with. We need to get our we need to get our SEO on point. We're gonna talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you really do. Even <laughs> uh, even uh, General Old Iron from Avatar uh, has you beat out. Damn. Man. So really you'll have to get on your, that. Oh uh, yeah. Really Appealing to my competitive nature. <laughs> Yeah, once you're rolling in all that, all that money, you just gotta hire somebody to just <laughs> juice your SEO out the wazoo. The White River Amphitheater money. Yeah, yeah that that guitar shaped swimming pool full of money. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been doing punchlines this whole time. <laughs> well, we got one in. There you go. You can just edit you can that just in. Just copy paste. Just drop it in every now and again. If you guys want to tell more jokes and do more takes, I can do this all day. I think I might be out of jokes. <laughs> I most certainly am out of jokes. Um, so, well, thank you guys for coming on. This yeah, was a lot of so fun. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Just go follow Old Iron on all their social medias. Look up Old Iron Band so you get it specifically catered to your liking. And get a vaccine, stay safe out there so we can go see these dudes in concert and other people. Hopefully we'll see you on the road soon. Oh yeah, thank you. Thank you guys, and that'll do it for this chapter of the diary.
I went to NOLA a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy shit, it is hot as yeah. balls in here. It's totally different when it's, like, humid hot. Like, it's... It's, uh... <laughs> it's like wearing a, a hot, damp blanket. Yeah, I kind of like... It's like... I, I, I think of it as, like, being inside somebody's mouth. <laughs> <For> something, <laughs> you know, like... That's a really good way of putting it. 